This is exactly right. Okay. And begin. And we're here. And get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is my favorite Murder the Mini episode. This is the one where we read your stories of hometown murders, um, things you found in walls, um, piles of money you found on the ground, etc. We read them back to you. Um, in as pleasant voices as we can muster for you. Yes, or in Kermit the Frog voices, whatever we feel like. Just whatever we want to do. You know, it's our special day. It's our time to shine. Yeah. You want to go first? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. The subject line of this email is, I went on a date to an arraignment. <laughs> Hello, all. In 1998, my boyfriend at the time was a reporter for one of the local area newspapers, the Troy Record. Ooh. We were going out to dinner, but before we left, he got a call that he was to attend an arraignment to report on for the next day's police blotter. We show up at this little tiny town hall, think my cousin Vinny, <laughs> uh, and sit down in the back. In, in shuffles a balding guy in handcuffs and leg irons. He talks to the judge and we're out of there in about 10 minutes. I was so bored if cell phones had been around, I would have been on mine for sure. (laughs) But once we get in the car, my boyfriend tells me about the guy. Gary Evans had been in and out of jail for burglary and theft over the last 15 years. He'd been at Sing Sing for a stint and even was friends with David Berkowitz while he was there. A few months later, Evans confesses to the murder of three people he had been robbing over the years Oh, had been robbing with over the years mm. and leads police to the bodies. After he was indicted, he confessed to two more murders. What? After sentencing, he was being transported by the U.S. Marshals from the courthouse to the county jail. As the van was crossing the Hudson River, Evans mm. managed to kick out the window in the van, hobble in shackles to the edge of the bridge, and jump 65 feet to his death. What? He landed in the edge of the river where the water was only one foot deep. Ouch. After the autopsy, they found a handcuff key in one nostril and a razor blade in the other. No, ow. Fuck. Um, I remember, how do you not have a nosebleed? <laughs> Uh, I remember hearing about it on the news and realizing it was the same guy. My mind was blown. The next year, I started classes for criminal justice ah. and cemented my status as a murderino. Thank you for all that you do. I tried so many true crime podcasts before finding you, and it's made my 40-minute commute something I look forward to. Thanks a million, Adrian. Oh, Adrian. Adrian, that's that's the best. That's and crazy. I mean, now I'm going to look that guy up I when know, I get how home. we never heard of him? That's crazy. I'm not going to read you the subject line of this one. Okay. Hi. It's a saver. Yeah. Hi, gal. Here, here's it. Here it is. Hi, gals, guys, and critters alike. Okay. All right. Good. My fiance's family have a rich history and are incredibly quirky with some great stories. And when you asked for things found in basements, I knew I had to tell you this one. A few years back, my fiance was looking for something in his grandparents, and they had told him to see if he could find whatever it was in the basement. Mm. Um, After nosing around, he found a pile of boxes and started to open them, 
And in one of the boxes, he found a rank old pair of boots that fucking stank. So naturally, he was like, fuck this and put them back. (laughs) Eventually, he left the basement unsuccessful in searching for whatever and told his grandparents, there's an old pair of there's a pair of smelly old boots in the basement. You might want to throw those away. To which they replied, oh, those are your great great granddad's feet. (laughs) So apparently... What? The, sub- the subject about? line is granddad's feet and bad renovators. What? So apparently the story goes that years ago, my fa- my fiance's great great grandfather's great great grandfather, let's call him Jim, worked on some kind of cargo ship and on one of his travels there was an issue with the boat and they had a dock at the nearest island, which happened to be a very hot sandy island, and while the boat was being fixed, Jim decided to explore the island. Okay. Because it was so hot, the sand was super hot too, and it melted the rubber boots into his feet, and lo and behold, he had to get them amputated. What? Sorry. What's the sand happening? was so hot that it melted his rubber boots and onto his feet and into his onto his feet. Is that a thing? Okay, can I just say what? What? No offense to everybody. You call him bullshit on this one? No, no, no. Oh. But I'm saying Jim must mm-hmm. have been fucking drunk because how do you walk <laughs> on sand so hot uh-huh. for long enough for the boots to fuse? That doesn't happen in an instant. That's a great question. I'm just saying Rome is involved in this story, okay. but we don't have to accuse. We do, though. We, um, <laughs> I, as an alcoholic, love to accuse other alcoholics. It's fun. Um, blah, 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 amputated. And they were just passed from family member to family member until my fiancé found them. They were subsequently thrown out by renovators when my fiancé's grandparents were getting their house re- done, redone a few years later. Anyway, thanks for reading. <laughs> Super bummed your tour in the U.S. Blah, 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 blah. Stay sexy and don't keep rotten feet in the basement. <laughs> But in just in a box. In a box. Amputated feet. And they still smell? I mean, yeah, because it's still... Rotten, yeah. It's rotten flesh. Disgusting. You can't just keep that shit around. No, I don't know what's wrong with people. What if a cat goes down there? And then it's like, well, they're saving them because it's part of one of their family. But like, who cares? No, no, no. You don't want your family members' feet. No. You don't want them when they're living. You don't want your family members to keep your feet either, no. I would say. Not these feet Jim of mine. was like, no, get rid of those. Please. You know what I would like people to do? Hmm. Take a mold of some lady with tiny feet. Mm-hmm. As I have... My mother used to go, God, your feet are big. What the fuck? She wasn't the best in, <laughs> with things like this. She didn't think things through right. a lot of the time. But I've really wide. My feet are crazy wide. Uh huh. Let me see them. Have we ever done this? Let's do them feet to feet. (laughs) Feet to feet. Big and wide. No. Yeah. Okay. Really wide. (laughs) I mean, I can't wear, like, I've suffered in shoes over my lifetime. That's why I'm a clogs gal now, because I'm like, fuck it. The 80s were living hell. God. But. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, take a thing of plaster of tiny feet, you said. And then tell people those were my feet. Okay. That's if you cared, if you're a family member that loved me. Yeah. That's what I would prefer. But we need them to smell of, bad. Put them in a, ba- a bag of trash. Just make them smell bad? Yeah. Because if they think, never mind. You mean to keep oh, it real? To keep it realistic? Yeah. No, I'm saying just, you can do a plaster cast. You know, no in one, one of these real flesh. You know what my mom gave me in one of these fucking boxes over here? 
my fucking baby like bronzed shoes. Oh, why the fuck did they do that back then? And now she's like, here, have them. Like you made them. (laughs) They were important to you. I was a baby. A bronzed baby shoe is a perfect example (sighs) of weird design shit that was happening in like 1974. Yeah. Lots of people were on acid, but they weren't admitting it. (laughs) And they were just like, I have an idea for a craft. Your baby's first pair of shoes. Yeah. Get them that she wore two times, probably. Yeah. And we'll make it look like a copper tea kettle. Yeah. We'll make it look like a fucking trophy somehow. We'll make it look like a weird robot from a movie that's going to come out in four years. But And yet I can't throw them away. No, because they're your baby shoes. Who cares, though? My dad has we made um, and I remember doing it in kindergarten in, in our kindergarten at Wilson School where we went. Mm-hmm. To, my sister and I went to school. They did a thing where you put oh, your hand yeah. in plaster and then you just your name is written on one side and it say the year yeah. that you were in kindergarten. And my dad still has them hanging on oh, the on the kitchen wall in, in the kitchen. That's the cutest thing. It's pretty cute. Mine's I think mine's green and my sister's is yellow. My mom and was like, like hair. You made this. (laughs) I don't want it, mom. But it's now 37 years old. You have to keep it. I know. It's vintage. My mom did that when my sister and I moved out, but I would leave boxes of stuff that was like, you know, old yearbooks and like stuff that was from my desk or whatever. She was like, get this stuff out of here. I'm throwing it away. She would say that all the time where I'm like, could you stop trying to erase every trace (laughs) of the children that lived in your house? Like, what are you putting your this like some high tech office you're putting together? Okay, read another one to me. Sons of bitches. Oh, I thought I would just complain about my mother for a while longer. God rest her soul. She really was great. How about this? Dental assistant meeting serial killers. Okay. Karen, Georgia, Stephen, et al. I like that one the best. Mm-hmm. It's all business. Despite the recent flood of negativity d- regarding dentists on the show recently. <laughs> Dr. What? Rambo. Dr. Rambo. Oh, oh, I see. Because I could oh, be more you're... positive right. about my dentist. Right. He's made me believe in dentistry again. Uh, <laughs> what if you were like a non-believer in dentistry? Like like a flat earther. A flat earther, but about, <laughs> or like cavities aren't oh, real. Karen doesn't believe in dentistry. And I just, it's like my fucking teeth are falling out of my mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought I'd share some encounters I learned because of, be- I learned of because I'm a dentist. Okay. Uh, I'm an active duty Navy dentist uh, recently stationed in San Joaquin Valley. Cool. That's up north by where I'm from. Lovely. No water, I know, but that's where the Navy pilots practice flying. (laughs) Thank you for your service. Um, And one of my assistants used to work as a dental assistant for the state prison system for about six years. That's fun. Um, While in that job, she helped deliver dental care to Charles Manson, (gasps) Sirhan Sirhan, and Gregory Powell, the Onion Field Killer. All the top names. Shit. Just the stars. This sounds like they. She worked at San Quentin. She's fucking name dropping. She's just like also. <laughs> um, Richard Ramirez once said hi with his pentagram. With hand. his fucking nasty teeth. She's like no. <laughs> oh my god. Remember he had like a fucking trash mouth. I'm just, now. I'm scanning ahead to okay, be like, cool. oh my god, Ramirez. It's. I don't think he's in here. Okay. Right, Stephen. Is he? Is he? No. Okay. She told me that Charlie often looked vacant and glassy eyed, but would sometimes become very animated and go on long, unintelligible rants. Great. You can see all of those on YouTube. Uh, she also commented that he would pull hair out from his beard and weave it together to form long strands and that a huge spiderweb looking thing constructed in a similar fashion was confiscated from his cell at one point. Oh, that sounds chill. Gross. That's so disgusting. That is. You know, someone would have spent like $10,000 to buy that. Yes. 
a thousand. It was like Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> in addition, he would all, only refer to her as Sunshine. That's rude. And he would call out to her whenever he saw her walking through the yard to the dental clinic. Hey, Sunshine. Fucking Charlie Manson. Oh, my God. Charlie's got his eye on you. Charlie has a nickname for you. Um, SSDGM Megan. Oh. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay. Love it. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. 
June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right. Again, not going to read you the subject. Okay. This might be the my one of my favorites. Really? <clears throat> it involves food. That's why, probably. Mm. Okay. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Pets. Boom. Done. My name is Beth, and I'm a freshman in college, and I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and I thought y'all might like this story. It doesn't exactly fit any of the categories y'all cover, but I don't care. I know y'all don't care, so let's do this. <laughs> Hell yeah, Beth. Where's Beth? Y'all, there's just y'all's. Beth knows. Beth knows. My family told me this story when I was younger, and it's fucking whack. So my great-great-grandmother's uncle's cousin's mom or something like that um, had been living really far away for whatever reason while the rest of my family was living in Georgia. Every Christmas, the relatives would mail a fruitcake and a letter to the relatives in Georgia. They didn't have phones. This was... Uh, still when everyone was communicating by letters and telegraphs, question mark, uh. or something like that. <laughs> one particular Christmas. Get specific, Beth. One particular Christmas, the fruitcake showed up uh, per usual, but this time there was also a plastic bag containing a fine, ashy, smelly substance that they assumed to be, quote, seasoning. Uh. The letter that usually came with the box had not been delivered, so I guess it got lost in the mail or something, but they thought nothing of it and put the mystery seasoning all over the fruitcake and ate that shit up. (laughs) About a month later, the letter finally made it to the family. And what does it say? Ready for all caps? It fucking says that grandpa died and a small portion of his ashes have been included with the fruitcake for his requests in his will. That whole part of my, the, that whole part of my family ate the cremated remains of their relative on a goddamn fruitcake. Remains. The the grandpa had wanted everyone in the family to get some of his ashes. When told of the story as a child, I vividly remember thinking that that's what y'all get for eating fruitcake. Fruitcake is trash. Okay, that's all. Really love y'all's podcast. I plan on going to law school after I graduate. SSDGM and IDK. I guess just don't eat fruitcake. Beth. (laughs) Beth. Beth, you are a bad girl. Beth, that, that might be, that might be up in the top in the t- let's give it at the top 22 okay that is my favorite fucking most fucked up thing grandpa died and a small portion of his ashes had been included with the fruitcake <laughs> for his request and his will and my whole family <laughs> the only good part about it is it what if you did that by yourself yeah you would go nuts yeah but and you can't you, tell anyone either so you just have yes. to hold it in and the, all those weird feelings but if everybody did it, there's that kind of thing of like, look, it happened and the end. I like, want to see everyone. The letter comes. Oh, hey, everyone. We got <laughs> I got a letter from the family. I'm going to stand up and recite it to y'all everyone. Y'all gather hey, y'all. around. Y'all. y'all gather around. <laughs>
And then as she's reading it, they all start losing their shit. Then it becomes like a um, vomit fest. From uh, yeah, Sam the Larry scene. Yes. From <laughs> there's just just cascades uh-huh. of barf. And going pretty, off like and pretty a soon, cuckoo clock. Everyone was vomiting. Then the house was filled with vomit. Then we shipped the vomit to the other relatives. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I think that's good. Yeah. Anytime, uh, and also think of what cremains look like. Have you seen them yes, before? Yes, I have. There's nothing about that that says sprinkle this on food. No. That's like, that's like taking the shit at the bottom of a barbecue and being like, oh, and this would be good on that. Yeah. You, just ha- you have to be the one that goes, I disagree. Are we calling bullshit on Beth? No. Okay. No, because no, not at all. Okay. I mean, it could be like a, it could be a tall tale. Yeah. In the family. I don't give a shit. That was so entertaining. <laughs> that was so good. And oh, very realistic. It was called, uh, oops, we ate grandpa's ashes. <laughs> that was the subject line. <laughs> also, you wouldn't. I feel like the lie version of that would would be different. Oh yeah, over the top. That was perfectly low key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god, that's so good. Do you have another one, or should we so enjoyable? Close I it. Can, I can do a wrapper upper. Do it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready always. I am ever then. Uh, half a million dollars buried in the backyard. I, let me guess what it's about. Okay, <laughs> ready? <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> about a dead body. <laughs> Hi, all. In the early 2000s, when the market crashed, one of my dad's best friends decided it was a good idea to invest a chunk. They were were in Uh, to invest a chunk of money, uh, a chunk of his money in a South African gold coin currency called Cougarans. Don't be stupid. I I think they're a great idea. I'm sorry. I might transfer all of my funds there and then uh, we'll talk about it. Leave me out. Leave me out of it. You don't want to know about it? I want to know everything, but I don't want anything to do with it. Okay. You don't want to have to bury, but you do want to know the location? Yeah. Great. Go on. That's a deal. Steven, you're bearing, you're on bearing committee. Steven, get your shovel. Steven, do it. Uh, okay. So he, uh, currency called Cougarants. He took them, he took out about 500,000. Jesus. And bought a huge chunk of uh, these untraceable coins and promptly, all caps, buried them in his backyard. That's stupid, right? It is, because listen to this. All without telling his wife. No. Apparently, they were loaded enough for her to not notice half a mil going missing (laughs) from their bank account. (laughs) Fast forward a few years later, and my dad's friend had all but gotten about uh, had all but forgotten about what his is, gold coin collection. How can you forget half him? Oh, I wish I were that wealthy. You know what? I think I remember this story. I think this happened in um, Belvedere, which is, you know, um, like Sausalito. Oh, like it's- Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> yeah. I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mr. Belvedere Island. Uh <laughs> No, it's a fancy, rich, rich, rich place in basically right on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. So is Mr. Belvedere. Right? Oh, that's where Elvis is from. Seriously. Really? Across. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. So fast forward a few years later, my dad's friend had all but forgotten about his gold coin collection and they decided to have a sprinkler system installed in their yard the night after the installation. Apparently, he woke himself up in the middle of the night in a panic, realizing that based on where the sprinkler system had been installed, the crew most likely found his stash of coins. So in the middle of the fucking night, he goes out into his backyard with his shovel and dug a shit ton of holes, trying to remember where he buried the coins. What an idiot. This is just like the movie Holes. It is. 
starring Shia LaBeouf and his teenage hair. Um, uh, uh, uh. After he was convinced that the sprinkler crew had taken the coins, he told his wife about what he had done. She made him go to the police and file a report. I guess the cops had a good laugh about it mm-hmm. and basically told him not to hold his breath because he was most would most likely never see those coins it's again. Untraced money. It's the whole point yeah. of them and five hundred thousand dollars. Fuck. But apparently, this guy's the luckiest son of a bitch out there. Oh no! <laughs> because. A local pawn shop, oh, and uh, a local pawn shop called the police after the guy tried to, after a guy tried to pawn a large amount of weird gold coins. Yeah. The police were able to track him down and retrieved all of his you money. idiot. Stay sexy and don't forget about the half million dollars buried in your backyard, Madeline. I want to kick that guy in the fucking chin. Oh. The other dude deserved that money. He, the dude who found it deserved it. Do you think he deserved it? Not at all. He's a fuck. No, he's a thief. <laughs> I hate him. He's the worst person. <laughs> However, for this argument, yes. I'm going to go with yes. Finders keepers is your argument. Losers weepers. Right. And you stupid <laughs> idiot. And he didn't tell us. You know who deserves the money? His wife in the divorce. There you go. Let's break some people up. <laughs> if you make a mistake, you should get a divorce. <laughs> End of discussion. Yeah. Give me... I love the idea of gold. A can of gold coins. Yeah. Folgers coffee can. A Folgers coffee can with the orange lid. Or what about a mason jar full of it? Mason jars, okay, but they're so trendy right now. They are. I like Folgers. Okay. It's a reference to my childhood. Okay. I recognize it. You drank it when you were a kid? I drank it all the time. I never knew (laughs) that they had replaced it. spoonfuls. (laughs) I like to eat Folgers crystals before practice. Um, You take a bite and then you put some warm water in your mouth. Yeah, and they call those Folgers Folgers shots. (laughs) That's what they call them. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I just what I'm saying is I love gold coins, and everyone should get a divorce. You know why I love gold coins? Because it's treasure. It's treasure. It's treasure. Hey, thanks for listening. Send your shit to my favorite murder at Gmail. Anything you want, really, at this point. Yeah, we we just love a good goddamn story. We do. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Elvis, you want a cookie? A cookie? Ah. Yeah, want a cookie? Yeah, want a cookie? Yeah, want a cookie?